tres dos uno. Hello, internet. Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs, and I'm Andy. Uh, so get strapped in and get ready for Big Trouble in Little Podcast, where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, how how are you? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. Where it got you uh, enslaved by the man? Yeah, lots of that. A few late nights lately. I hear you. I've been uh, so I bought a couple of writing books and had to like write screenplays and write like fiction and all that stuff with a pencil, right? Is that yeah. what they say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, so I've been reading late at night, trying, and I'm also like writing notes of like techniques and all that stuff because I want to get my writing to be better because I want to be a writer when I grow up because I'm a kid right now. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, we had Sonic Mania come out. We had oh, yeah. we had NXT Takeover and SummerSlam came out this weekend. Just a lot of shit. By the way, did you hear about MoviePass? Oh, is that that thing where you can pay ten bucks and you get all the movies you want? Yeah. So the thing is, you pay nine yeah. nine ninety five. Uh, certain theaters are allowing this. I know AMC is kind of a little iffy. They don't want that in their theaters. I don't have one around here anyway. Yeah. So I know uh, Sinopolis. I don't know if you have that in your area. And, and other movie theaters do, but what they do is they send you like a little credit card kind of thing. And I guess you go to the kiosk at whatever theater and you get to watch a movie. One movie per day can do multiple movies. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so you pay nine ninety five a month and you can watch all the movies you want for that month, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I am all about that. I didn't realize it was going on. Yeah, um... A lot of people are saying jump on it right now before they cancel it because I don't know it's not doing really well. So that's why that's why they're advertising it live. So maybe hopefully if we can get the word out somehow that it will blow up and it can be a thing. I wonder if the theaters nearby support it. I live in uh, I live in not a city, so. Yeah, just go Google movie pads and just read up on the, the fine print. I know the movie theaters in my area, especially Sinopolis, which I really do recommend it if you have it in your area. Their uh, concession stands kind of cheap. Uh, their movie tickets are a little bit on the high side, but, the, you know, they it balances out with the concession stand and you get quality in the seats. And uh, not a lot of people know about these theaters. So, like, nobody's there, and nobody's distracting me, so that's why I like it. Because I hate dealing with kids and shit. And Agree. Yeah. I like to have peace in a movie theater. Other than that, let's get into our segment called What the Hell Have We Been Playing, Watching, or Reading? So Sonic Mania came out, Andy. Uh-huh. Uh, you beat it. I haven't beat it yet. So what's your first impressions of the game? I love it. It's one of my three favorite games I've played this year. Yeah, it brought like a lot of good memories in the 90s when I used to play the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. I love the boss battles in the game. Yeah, bosses are great. Except for the the, the, the sub-boss in Oil Ocean. For some reason, I can't figure out what's the deal with it. Someone, someone's got to fill me in because it's so easy. Like, I don't get it. I think it's a joke. 
So I don't know. I like the Tetris one. <laughs> yeah, the the Mean Bean Machine. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a unique touch. Um, I just missed the whole fact of like where video games are one really hard. That is not a Dark Souls game, by the way. That is 2D. I like bosses every level. I miss those about gaming and stuff. You don't get that anymore. And it's really sad. I mean, maybe because I'm acting all like old and stuff. You're like, damn kids have it easy these days with their Call of Duties and their Battlefields. I just, I, it, for 20 bucks, well worth the price and the, the replay value of this game too. I don't know if you agree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna play this game for a long time. Yeah, because what was that one? Because I'm not really into Sega. I played Sega, not Sega. Um, Sonic one, two, and three. I don't remember that. Uh, that race, like you're on like a track and you're just collecting all these these balls and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't was that in other Sonic games before? Yeah, it's in three and Knuckles. Yeah, I, I never, I never played that. So I was like, hmm, this is fucking interesting. And it still has that, uh, <laughs> that Sega feel to it. It's like, oh, we're in 3D, kinda, <laughs> but not really. So when I, I'm up to the level where I don't know what it's called. It's like a movie theater. There's like a director chair and all that stuff. Oh, it's the third level. Yeah, like I said, I'm still not very far in this game because it's really hard for me. <laughs> and I love that it's hard because it makes me uh, go really slow and be really challenging on trying to get through the levels and stuff. Well, you know what they say in the Dark Souls crowd, uh, get good. <laughs> get good, kid. Yeah, um, I'm getting through it. I'll eventually beat it. But overall, when you beat the game, did you feel satisfied that you paid the Yeah, time? of course. Yeah, the last boss is super cool. I like it a lot. Like, it's satisfying to beat when you beat it. Like, I, I did the air pump. Was, yeah, real now, excited. Now, do you think this is going to be, like, uh, make the Sega team be like, all right, we need to pump out more of these type of games? Or is it just going to oh, yeah, be... If like they don't make a sequel to this, then they are... They, they, that would be ridiculous. They're they're gonna make they're good. I'm surprised they haven't just turned around and announced it. I was thinking about it. What I'd really like them to do is to make another one of these, but to make it starring like a bunch of ancillary characters, like uh, put Chaotix in it and like Amy Rose and like I don't know stuff like that, like other uh, you know because this one has a bunch of cool nods to other characters. Like there's kind of a weird Amy Rose cameo in it and like. Knack the Weasel and Bean and then one of the other people from Sonic the Fighters is in it. And I, I like that stuff. I'd love to see them take that even further. Mm -hmm. Now, what level do you do you get to be Knuckles or meet up with Knuckles? Oh, you can start the game as Knuckles. You just you hit up and down on that save screen. You can choose Sonic and Tails, Sonic by himself, Tails by himself, or Knuckles. I beat the game as Sonic and Tails, and I've got a Knuckles game. I'm up to... Uh, oil ocean but i i went back and i've been playing it mostly sonic because i'm trying to get all the chaos emeralds see this is why i wish that nintendo had like a trophy system in a way yeah me too like a friend of mine's been playing it on his ps4 
and he gets trophies every once in a while for stuff I know I've done. And, you know, the, it's, it's its own reward. Cool. But, you know, I kind of wish a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would be cool to be like, you get like a, a, a an achievement on Nintendo being like, oh, you beat the game as Knuckles or you beat the game as Tails, yada, yada, yada. And all that stuff. Or you beat the game on easy mode, hard mode. I just, I just wish Nintendo would be up up their game on the, that kind of stuff. But any other thing you want to add to Sonic Mania? Uh, that it's great and everyone should get it. It's only $20. The game is fantastic. Um, you're going to play it for a, quite a while and you're probably going to play it again and again. Yep, and uh, you can't go wrong with having it on the Switch because you can play Sonic on the go. That's all I yep. got to say. It's also on Steam. Everyone's got a computer, PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Get it. 20 bucks. Do it or lose it. Bad catchphrase. But anyway, NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam happened this weekend. Um, Andy, how what what are you up to in WWE? What do you know? Uh, I stopped watching again. After WrestleMania, I kind of tried to keep up with it. And then I watched some SmackDown, and then I was watching just NXT, and then a few months ago I just stopped altogether. Like I don't, I, 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 I ebb and flow on my, my wrestling. How much I want to watch wrestling, and just as often as not, whenever I want to watch it, I'm watching stuff from like the '90s and stuff. All right. So if you could take a wild guess, what do you think did better, NXT Takeover or SummerSlam? I'll bet you SummerSlam made more money, but I'll bet you NXT Takeover was a better event to watch. Yes, and you are correct, because every single fucking match that happened at NXT TakeOver was really, really fucking good. And NXT the, is always great. Yeah, and the crowd was into it. Now, if you remember, I don't know what's the last thing you remember in NXT, Bobby Roode was the World Heavyweight Champion. I do recall that. Asuka is still the undefeated Women's Championship. Uh, author of Pain is the Tag Team Championship. And then there's like if you remember, DIY broke up, so it's just Johnny Gargano doing a solo run right now because Ciampa is injured in real life. All right. So first match was uh, Johnny Gargano versus Cien. Really fucking good match. It was unexpected. Got me hype on that one. Second match was Sanity versus Authors of Pain. Another really good match. Shit was insane. People were going through chairs. Nikki crossed a female. Got sandwiched by two guys uh, in a non-sexual way. Um, and she also went through a table. And then Sanity became the new uh, tag team champions. Asuka and Ember Moon. Do you remember Ember Moon? Um, no. She's the... Uh, Back then, I forgot what she was called, but she's a uh, a black female, obviously female, because it's the female heavyweight championship. Yeah. Uh, she's a high flyer, in a sense. She okay. takes a lot of risk. So she faced against Asuka. It was a back and forth. A lot of stiff uh, punch, punches were happening. Um, Asuka actually really got hurt in this match, but she still came out on top and is still undefeated. Cool. So I think it's like... Pfft, Close to almost a year and a half so far that she's been champion. Uh, she already beat, I believe, uh, Goldberg's record for uh, undefeated streak. Oh yeah, I saw something he he t- tweeted or some nonsense about it. 
and uh, in the Sanity versus the uh, Authors of Pain, uh, two ROH wrestlers that I don't really know, so I I didn't really get excited when it happened. Sure. So you had Ryan O'K. I don't know their names, so I'm just not, I'm just gonna skip over it. But the main event was pretty much uh, Bobby Roode versus uh, McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. He was in WWE. He was part of 3MB and all that stuff. The chosen one, if anybody remembers that. And Drew McIntyre became the new uh, champion. Which, by the way, Bobby Roode is now on SmackDown, so he moved up to the main roster. Hmm. That's cool. SummerSlam, on the other hand, up and down. Real It... It didn't have the pace of NXT where it's just like, oh my god, this shit's happening, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this is fucking cool. It was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Oh, this is really fucking boring. Good, boring, good, boring. I will only talk about the main event. If you... (laughs) Because all the other matches, like Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins is the new Raw champions. Usos is the new uh, SmackDown champions. But the Fatal 4-Way was Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Yep. And Braun Strowman, like, in in the beginning of the match, Braun Strowman pretty much fucking killed a Brock Lesnar. Like, absolutely destroyed him. Did did a, uh, a power slam on both the announcing tables on Brock Lesnar, which he was brought out to the back on a stretcher. Because... <laughs> Because, you know, the whole thing, oh, he might be injured, he might be out of the match. So Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns go at it. They're like, you barely saw them in the match. But then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes in. He's all pissed off at Braun Strowman, knocks him out of the way. Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring. Uh, Roman Reigns gets hit in F5 by Brock Lesnar. Three, I mean, one, two, three. Brock Lesnar retains the Universal Championship. Hmm. So overall, SummerSlam was eh. NXT TakeOver was fucking amazing. So if I don't like it, it really bothers me that NXT TakeOver has such better writing, such better wrestling. And then when you watch the main roster where it's supposed to be better than NXT in a way, because you're going to the big show, it's just it doesn't feel like the big show. Not the wrestler. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> the show that is big. Yeah. And it's really disappointing. And I know there's a lot of people like, oh, the the main show is okay. And it, it that's how the business works. But, yeah. But in the 90s when they were just doing like, you know, the dentist gig and the, the garbage man and stuff and everything was very, very PG. It was to the point where it was boring, where WCW was doing something that was a little bit more edgy. And then that's why WWE had to do the Attitude Era, where they had, you know, DX doing Suck It, and then, you know, puppies and bad language and all that stuff. Because, <laughs> because, puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Look at the puppies! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it came out, puppies! Puppies! <laughs> Seeing Sable and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was... And you could tell people are wanting something that's a little bit more edgy than what they're doing now. But they're like, they're into these charities and stuff. And I get it that, you know, 
the people that are mentally not mentally ill. Oh God, uh, fuck. What is that group? You know the, mm-hmm. the kids that have cancer and all that stuff. Make a wish. There you go. The Make a Wish people, like mm-hmm. they actually have a deal with WWE where they. Not a, not saying that they can't be edgy, but it's it will look bad, if you know what I mean. It wouldn't look yeah, good. Sure. Look, it wouldn't it wouldn't look good for the kids. Yeah, and I totally understand that. But then you're having, they took away Pyro. There's no more Pyro anymore because they have to save money. They canceled a lot of shows in the network. They're not getting yeah. they're not getting people at arenas. So they need to lower their prices. True. And also, they need to do something different. Because what they're doing now is not making people want to watch their product. Yeah. But I know nothing's going to change unless they have competition. So, other, yeah, absolutely. other than that, Andy, what is the best of worst? I've never heard this before. Hmm? Oh, uh, it, it, it's a YouTube show I've been watching. Like, in lieu of, usually we talk about what we've been watching, and I, I didn't do anything except um, play a crud load of Sonic, and, I don't know, I think I played D&D and drank some beer, and I've watched a whole bunch of Best of the Worst, but it's just, the Red Letter Media guys make it, maybe you've heard of them, they do like the Plinket reviews, and, and uh, Half in the Bag, and a bunch of other stuff, it's just... It's a show they watch three terrible movies and then decide which one is the least terrible. It's just a real funny show. I, I highly recommend it to anyone who is a fan of poor media or listening to people talk about movies. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Red uh, Letter Media. Uh, they yeah. do they do a lot of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, they they do it. You'd like it, I think. Yeah, I, I'll check them out eventually. Uh, one more thing, and what the hell we've been watching, playing. Uh, I am watching Defenders on Netflix. Now, if you're not familiar with that, that is a uh, crossover show with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, and Iron Fist. Now, now, I will say it's not mandatory, but it will make things a little bit more clear if you watch each series. I watched a little bit of Luke Cage. I watched a little bit of Jessica Jones. I watched a little bit of Iron Fist. Didn't really get into it. Uh, more of Daredevil, but you still understand who is the hand, who is Elektra, who is Stick, and all that stuff. So it's not mandatory, but they kind of go over it in the Defenders to kind of catch you up a little bit. Um, I In the beginning, I was like, all right, this is kind of cliche where they all meet up and stuff and it's like that whole oh we're a group now now let's go fight crime kind of thing um once you get that out of the way everything all the action starts to pick up and all the story starts to mend together a little bit better okay um sigonia weaver is in this film (laughs) or or this tv show she's she's the main villain oh okay cool um I forgot this actress's name, but she's Trinity from uh, The Matrix. She's in it. She's part of the uh, lawyer firm that Foggy Nelson is now part of. Huh. Uh, what, what other thing? That's it. That's the only thing that caught my eye is Trinity and um, Sigonia Weaver. And I remember our, our other conversation where about female... 
uh, act- actresses that are badass. Those are the two right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So just remember that. Overall, I'm halfway through the season, and I'm really liking the chemistry between all the characters. It's a Marvel product, so when you have Marvel, you know it's going to be good quality sometimes. I mean, if you go back to Iron Fist, that had a lot of controversy on how low budget it was. But but I recommend it. I mean, go watch it. It's up there right now. Speaking of um, superhero films, did you hear that there's going to be a Joker standalone movie? Yeah, and uh, Martin Scorsese is producing. That's like when they said Joker standalone movie, I was like, Eh, and then I read, oh, Martin Scorsese's producing, and then I got, I got super excited. I got a, I got a cinema, cinemaphile boner. I'll tell you what. Yeah, because they're saying that it's not gonna be part of the extended universe with Batman versus Superman. It's gonna kind of be like its own thing. Good. And I'm okay with that. And also with the Batman Matt Reeves film, it's gonna be its own thing. It's not part of the extended universe, which I'm okay with. But I'm also scared a little bit because that that movie's been changing by the day on what's happening yeah where is ben affleck gonna be batman or not and it's just out of control another thing is channing tatum is still gonna be uh gambit <laughs> if you remember that standalone movie that's supposed to be coming out oh yeah i kind of forgot about that yeah uh, apparently it's been going through a lot of rewrites so that's not a good sign Mm, it never is. Yeah, so Channing Tatum says he still wants to do it. He just wants to, because he gets a lot of, when he gets into movies that he wants to be in, he wants to personalize himself into the role. So I'm guessing this is more of a Channing Tatum thing, and because of the, of the producers or whoever is publishing this movie, wants Channing Tatum to be the main character. So they're probably just writing it so that it personalized with him somehow, which kind of gets me scared a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. That could, I could go either way on that. It depends on like, like Ryan Reynolds was real passionate about the Deadpool thing and that worked out good. So maybe Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum is real passionate about making Gambit the right way or something. Yeah. But Ryan Reynolds was, you know, he was that quirky asshole, funny character that before he was Deadpool. So it kind of fit him better. I guess. I mean, I think they're they're actors. It's hard to know how passionate someone can be. I mean, remember how douchey Leonardo DiCaprio always seemed in the '90s and early 2000s, and now he's a cool guy. So I don't know. Yeah, I remember when like because when Titanic came out, I was like, I don't want to see another Leo film. Titanic mm. is a girls' movie. <laughs> sure. And then I, I grew older, and then Inception and shit, and then The Revenant. And there you go. And Gangs of New York. Yeah. That guy's a legend. Anyway, let's get into some news that mattered to us, even though we just said news that really mattered to us before we got yeah. into the segment. That's true. But, so, PlayStation Twitter has been hacked over the weekend. I don't know if you heard about that. That was weird. Uh, right after I saw that, I changed my password <laughs> to my Sony account. Because my uh, debit card did get compromised. So I'm like, oh my god, all this compromising that, are, that is happening with these corporations. Might as well, you know, safety first. But on their Twitter, uh, it says, hi, it's our mine. We're a security group. If you uh, 
if you worked at PlayStation, then please contact us, ourmind.org, and then go to contact. And then there's another one where it's like PlayStation Network uh, databases leaked, hashtag ourmind. So clearly their Twitter has been hacked. I don't know how deep they did go into PlayStation, but like I said, for just safety reasons, please change all your passwords on Sony. And I think that I I really think this is ridiculous that these companies that make all these all, all this money has not fixed their security yet in some fashion. Because Sony has been a number one company, especially during the holidays, that always get hacked. Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of a big obvious target, being that they're not only a video game company, but they're also a movie music entertainment company they're just you know a huge target mm-hmm. yeah so that happened over the weekend nothing really big besides that and, and then gamescom happened pretty uh, cool pretty cool which jurassic park evolution was announced a theme park building game coming in 2018 that I was excited about that, and then I watched the trailer, and then I was unexcited because I realized that a game like that has been made, and I don't know, it just looks pretty vanilla, I guess. The first to thing, that, the first thing that came out of mind was like a pet tycoon kind of thing, or like a Sims, like a pet Sims meets a theme park simulator. Hmm. And you could clearly see this, and apparently you get to control the T-Rexes and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess that's cool. I feel like they've done this before. Wasn't Operation Genesis that? I think so. But I I don't understand it. I mean, is this a thing that people want? I think so. Because I understand Jurassic World was good and stuff, but I, I don't think people want to create their own theme parks. If anything, I would want like a a story maybe. type of game. Yeah, maybe. I think there's a there's a market for this. I think there's a lot of people who mindlessly play like phone apps and stuff that'll enjoy this kind of thing. And plus, I I remember playing some theme park stuff that I liked, and they were really popular with a uh, roller coaster tycoon. I remember playing theme park on Sega Channel for hours. Yeah, hours. I I just feel like this is left field kind of shit though. It's, yeah. I they mean, wanted to make money with the Jurassic Park brand. Someone bought the video game rights. They got to do something with it. This makes as much sense as anything else. I mean, it's a franchise about parks filled with dinosaurs. So, of course, you're going to make some parks. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, I would much rather have a return to, like, did you ever play the Genesis games? Oh, man, they were fun. What, the Jurassic Park Genesis games? Yeah, when you're uh, you're Grant and then you're the Raptor. Yeah, and that, that's what I kind of, not like verbatim, that's what I want. But I want something, and not the Telltale game that came out like a couple of years ago of Jurassic Park. I just want a full-fled story game. It, it could either be third-person shooter, it could be an RPG if, if they want to. Yeah. I think it would be pretty cool running around like Jeff Goldblum and shit from uh, the second Jurassic Park. That'd be hilarious. And, you know, Jeff Goldblum would want to do that for voice acting since he does Call of Duty. Yeah, they didn't stop to think. They were so busy trying to figure out if they could do it, they didn't stop to think if they should. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. You did the Jeff Goldblum. 
I did. <laughs> yeah, it it just caught me off guard. I'm like, th there's a thing for this, and I'm just like, I understand if this was like a mobile game, like Clash of Clans and all that stuff. I would understand that, but it's like it's gonna be PC. And it's gonna be PlayStation. I just wish they would. I just wish it was something different. But that's just me. Like you said, it's probably there's probably a market for it. I mean, it is different. It's not another shooter. If they made a shooter, then then if you said, "I wish they would do something different," it would make sense. I mean, there's not a lot of theme park things. What what would I simulator? I guess sim, right? That's yeah. What it is. Yeah. So I mean, this is something different from the mainstream but i know what you mean you mean you wish they'd have done something besides what they're doing mm -hmm. like i could see this as a vr game if they wanted to where it could be like all right you're in a theme park and you're seeing these fucking dinosaurs and shit it's like that would make more sense of doing a vr game than doing a like tycoon jurassic park game which is like i don't know no, you're still just kind of looking down over a park. I don't know if that requires a VR headset. Oh, no, you could do like an RTS kind of thing where you're playing that god figure of creating shit, and then you go down to the park itself as a like a little guy walking around in VR. I think that would be pretty cool. Other than that, hey, it might sell well. I mean, it has Jurassic World on there, so it has... Has to make some type of money. I know. People like that source. Mm hmm. So, from one trailer to another, Shenmue 3 teaser came out. Clear. I guess it was a teaser. So, eh, take that for what you will. Uh huh. Here's my first impressions the environment looks good. Sure. The character models look like shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ryo has the same facial expression the whole damn time. It's, I don't know. Again, it's, it's real early. They just started making it. But if that's all they had, I wouldn't have put out a trailer. Mm-hmm. Teaser, sorry. I mean, I guess they had to do something because the past E3, people were like, well, what's going on with Shenmue 3? I mean, yeah. we backed this Kickstarter and we have nothing yet. Yeah, what was it? Three point six million. Mm hmm. And that's another that's another thing that's blowing my mind is that you're getting all this money, and it still kind of looks like a hybrid of a PlayStation Three game. Yeah, I mean it. Kinda, it takes time. It should look better. I have no idea what the size of the development team is, but people seem to think that money equals quality. Like they just have a machine at their office and they're just feeding dollars into it like a Coke machine and it's just going to make the game good. They still have to do all the work and that's going to take time. And I assume they started from nothing because it's not like they could use the Shinmu 2 engine. That game came out on the Dreamcast and the Xbox. So they're mm. making everything from nothing. And basically they started just before that Kickstarter, I think. So, you know, this shit takes time. Most of the time, they would start a game, conceptualize it, pitch it to publishers, go through a couple alphas, refine some stuff, um, work with their art team, refine models based on, you know, what they're doing with that, and then announce the game with a teaser or a trailer. But but this, this game gets put in the limelight immediately because before they even had anything, we all knew it existed. So... I, this is a grain of salt kind of thing. Like, you can't expect it to look like every AAA game right out of the gate. It's going to take a lot of time. But, 
again, it's it's not worth, or it is worth concerning yourself over because who knows what we'll get. And they already discussed that the face animations are not going to look like that where his eyes are always open and shit. So that's a good thing. I just wish, again, with these companies, they 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 feel like they got to show something. And I yeah. get and I get it that they're trying to hype up their fan base of who played the Shenmue series. But please wait it out. Just communicate through Twitter and be like, hey, guys, I'll show like an Instagram photo of us working on it and all that stuff. We're still working hard and we want to release information and trailers that are going to be 100 percent what the game is going to be about or how it looks. Yeah, but- for every level-headed person like you saying that, there's someone saying the exact opposite. Where's Shinmu 3? Where's Shinmu 3? It's been almost a year. Where's the product? I want a demo. What's the game look like? Where's the trailer? Where's the soundtrack? When's it coming out? It needs to come out this Christmas. I don't want to wait that long. I paid money. Blah, blah, blah. And that's that's why we have what we have today is where all games come out early access <laughs> and not 100%. Yeah. Early access broken day one patches that are gigs long this is ridiculous mm-hmm. the same people that say hurry up we need this game now are the same people that are complaining that this game is garbage because it's not 100 percent. so it's kind of like fucking let them finish like the whole crackdown 3 it got delayed again and i understand when games get delayed a lot usually that means it's not going to be really good sometimes i mean if you look at duke nukem forever that took a while. Uh, if you look at The Last Guardian, when that game finally came out, it lost its fizz a little bit or its momentum because of that. So I totally understand when games are being constantly delayed, but you also want games to be 100% fucking good and complete. And if we keep on having this mentality that we need to have this game right away, and I'm starting to think I don't need games right away because then my backlog of games are going to be fucking atrocious. Yeah, I'm going to wait for a quality game. I'm not going to buy a rush job. Mm-hmm. And then you can always buy the game. Like, look at... Oh, we could also talk about this. Mass Effect Andromeda are not going to have any more updates on their single player. So what you have is what you have. <laughs> Did you hear about yeah, that? Quality as always. Yeah, because they released a game unfinished and then... I understand they need to hit a deadline because you have the publishers being like, hey, we need to get this out now because this other game is going to be going up against us. We need to compete with their sales. And I totally understand that. But then you have games like Mass Effect Dronoma where it comes out, shitty animations, uh, some of the parts of the levels that are not finished and all buggy and stuff. And then you have to create a patch, look at No Man's Sky, fucking bare bones game and now they wait a year later to get a story mode come on yeah yeah yeah, that's ridiculous it's fucking stupid but we're we're never gonna learn because people are always gonna be fucking pre-ordering and they're always gonna be buying these games you gotta you gotta you gotta vote with your wallet other than that do you have any other news that you want to talk about i was excited excited to talk about Shinmu, but what else is there to say? I mean, I'm excited for the game. I'm a, and I, I understand that their fan base are going to be like, well, 
it's Shenmue 3. We we wanted this game all along. They're they're gonna go with it. I just wish it it would look a lot more better. And I know that it's early in development. But do you think we'll see something in E3? Um, no, I hope not. Let it let it let it simmer. Work on it. Don't don't waste your time going to a press event when you could be using that time to polish your game. That's what I think. I think they need to be more like Nintendo. <laughs> I think if E3 rolled around and no one was there, I think I'd be happy. Like, I like seeing all the big trailers and stuff, but that would mean that all these people are, like, doing their jobs and working on these games. Now, the huge companies have people whose jobs are specifically to to, to do press, and I understand that. The, the, uh, yeah, I get it. I'm going to get EA and, and, and Bethesda and, and Activision, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, whatever. But... You you don't need a bunch of developers wasting their time flying to LA every year. Just work on your game. Make make a good game. When it comes out, it'll speak for itself. Because I mean, presumably you'll put out demos and trailers leading up to it too. Mm-hmm. What other what other thing I was gonna say? I at this point, I think year by year, E3 is gonna be less relevant because if you looked at this E3 that came up, a lot of news was broke before the actual e3 that happened totally because they have their all their little events before the main press conferences and then when we watch the press conference it's like well you already told us about this so it's not exciting anymore so i think eventually that place is going to die out or they'll still have it so that they could do a recap of the things that they announced before the e3 sure but other than that, first look at trailers and stuff there, I guess. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some coming attractions. Usually we talk about games, movie, TV shows that are coming. Out. Oh my god, does Mario Rabbids come out this week? Yes, sir. We got to skip that for now. <laughs> <laughs> so two games I have on the list right here. Everybody Golf. It's kind of like a Hot Shots Golf kind of thing that's coming out on PS4. I was watching a PlayStation Facebook stream that last night. It looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the price is going to be on that. I don't know if it's a 60 or a $40 game. Mm. Looks fun. I like Hot Shots, so that might be a game that I picked out, pick up down the road. But this game that is coming out for the Switch, August 29th, which, by the way, Everybody Golf is coming out August 29th, which is Tuesday next week. Uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. That That's that um, strategy Mario Rabbit's game. Yeah, kind of like an XCOM, where you uh, strategize your characters to defeat. Uh, what was the enemies in this game? What do you mean? Was it Bowser and them, or the Goombas, or? Oh no, it's rabbits. Like evil rabbits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that game comes out Tuesday. I don't know if I'm getting it right away because I need to beat Sonic Mania. I'm gonna have to wait on it myself. Yeah. So. I might get that next month, but then again, next month is Destiny 2. So, a lot of games coming out the next three months. Next month is also Mario Odyssey. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good games coming out, guys. Get ready. Save your money. Speaking of saving your money, deal of the week. We have... Now let me uh, get my thing set up over here. 
Humble Bundle, Spooky Horror Bundle. A month early. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta, you gotta get ready for Halloween a little bit early. So you got Pay What You Want, you get Dead Age, Dread Out, uh, then uh, Dread Out Keepers of the Dark, and Lakeview View Cabin Collection. Now, if you pay $6.99, you also unlock Layers of Fear, which is a really good game, by the way. I like the art of it. Alien Isolation, which is kind of the prequel before the Alien movies. And then uh, Five Nights at Freddy, Sisters Location. Have you played Fr Five Nights at Freddy's, Andy? Nah. No. It's okay. I, I just hate games that do jump scares. It really annoys me. And then... If you pay $10 or more, you get Dead by Daylight, which is kind of like the Friday the 13th game, where you're the the uh, the boogeyman, and the rest of you are running away from the boogeyman. So that's a pretty good deal for these type of games, especially Alien Isolation, Layers of Fear, and Dead by Daylight. So go to HumbleBundle.com, send some money for charity, and get some games back. So, Andy, do you have anything else you want to add to this episode? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. No, like, you know, like, don't do drugs kind of thing? I mean, there's a time and place for everything, and that place is college, so. <laughs> I think on that note, uh, thanks for listening to episode five of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And remember, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. See you guys later.